like you have to have something going on for yourself. Exactly. You have to create your life, <laughs> yeah. the life you want. You can't yeah. put it all on the man. It's not all his responsibility. Yeah. And then and then that's growth, you know, for yourself. Because, mm-hmm. again, we want to continue to grow. It's not like we just stay home, take care of kids, and, and, and con- you know, don't grow anymore. So we want to keep ourselves being developed yeah. with relationships, friendships, whatever it is, Bible right. studies, or whatever right. activity that you do with your girlfriends. You know, keep yeah. that stuff up. Welcome to Bring Out the Best with Danielle Hage. I'm Danielle Hage, your host, and Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. Danielle is a pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has 40 years experience in marriage and family relationships. She's been married for 42 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So today is part two of our two-part series talking about the stages of men. So just very quickly, Danielle, can you run down the stages that we've already talked about? If you haven't listened to part one, pause this, go back, listen to part one, come back here and pick up right where you left off. Yeah, because these stages are so important to know because it's it helps women to understand where a man is, where his focus is at certain stages of his life. And so it helps uh, women to know what we can expect and what we can never expect at these particular stages. And then I'm also telling you the common mistakes that women make with men at these stages. So, so far we've covered the page, which is birth to 11 years old. We've covered the night, which is 11 to into their 20s, early 30s. And then we went to prince and the prince is, is a long stage. So we break it into early prince, middle prince, and late prince. So we finished, almost finished up the middle prince. And we're going to start with that today. And then we'll talk about the late prince, the tunnel, the king, yep. and the elder Good. stage. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. We got a lot to cover. And the middle prince I love yeah. because I'm married You're to a middle stage. prince. Yes. You're in that yes. stage. Okay. Yes. So. so so, know this. If you are married to a mm-hmm. middle prince, you are signing up for the long haul. Okay. This is going to be the longest stage in his life. Best thing you can do as the woman, the wife, the girlfriend is to create a life of your own. You yeah. know, we don't want to get to the place where our whole world is hinging on his presence, him being home with us. And especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, which I was when my husband was in that stage. Um, So I had to find things to do. I had to find things to do to occupy my time. So I wasn't just sitting around while the kids were in school, twiddling my thumbs. Um, I could have gone, went and gotten a job, but with the kind of work my husband did, I wanted to be available to take my kids to school, pick them up from school. I wanted to be there for them. And I wanted to be able to go with my husband on occasion. And so I didn't want to get a job that I got locked into a certain schedule. So I kept it open. So what I did is I made my own schedule and I have always been interested in health Mm -hmm. and fitness. So I started my own personal training business at that time because it gave me something to do. I felt good. I felt like I was accomplishing something. I was being productive while the kids were in school. I could do that. I turned my garage into my personal training studio and then I could make my own hours. So that worked well for me. I also, during those years, started to develop this teaching, taking classes, going to seminars, learning everything I could about men and women relationships from all different kinds of teachers and started putting all of this together. So again, it gave me something to do and not just be waiting around, you know, tapping my Yeah, toe. because at this stage, they're really focused on 
building, working, providing, and they may be gone a lot because they're building, they're really establishing themselves and who in their work. Yes. And And so if you don't work with them, you may not see them that much. Yeah. So we've had a little bit of both, you know, during the middle um, Prince era of my husband, I worked with him for a while and then recently um, haven't worked with him. But if we had not worked together, there would have been times, days, weeks, dinner times that we would not have seen each other too much. And now that we don't work together, we have to communicate a little bit more and renegotiate the season of how we're going to spend a little bit more time because he is gone quite a bit, but for the sake of our family. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And this is, you know, what we talked about on the last episode is that this is the, one of the biggest mistakes women make is Mm -hmm. they take it personal thinking he'd rather be working instead of being with me. And it's not instead of, he can't help it. He is compelled to, and you want to support him and applaud him in working because- it would be much worse to be married to a man that doesn't know where he's going, doesn't know what he wants to do at this mm-hmm. stage of his life and not have a job. Yeah. no, focus. You're going to lose respect for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can respect him knowing at least he's working hard. That's, yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. But like you were saying, don't fall victim to it. So, right. and um, Christians even said this to me in seasons where I may not have as much going on or, um, you know, maybe I'm between Bible studies. So I'm not meeting up with girlfriends for coffee as much. Like, you have to have something going on for yourself. Exactly. You have to create your life, <laughs> yeah. the l- life you want. You can't yeah. put it all on the man. It, it's not all his responsibility. Yeah. And then and then that's growth, you know, for yourself. Because mm-hmm. again, we want to continue to grow. It's not like we just stay home, take care of kids and, and, and con- you know, don't grow anymore. So we want to keep ourselves being developed yeah. with relationships, friendships, whatever it is, Bible right. studies or whatever. Right activity that you do with your girlfriends, you know, keep yeah. that stuff up. Keep And going. not put that on him. Yeah. You Make know, it like his the, responsibility right, to The things you. that I need to go do or I want to go do or the coffees right. I want to have with girlfriends, I can't rely on him to be my child care right. to be able to be released to go do that. Right. I have to do it within the realm of all the things that I need to take care of, yeah. the kids, the house, the dog, you know, right. all of that to be able to release myself. And right. if it's during the day when the kids are busy or at school, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got you might have to get creative. So then they go from middle prince to late prince. And this is, they become the late prince. This is when they're starting to kind of look up now from the grindstone. They've been working really hard for 10 or 12 years. Now they're starting to have some accomplishments. Mm-hmm. They're feeling good about themselves. They're getting more confident in who they are. And they're starting to look up and look around to see what else is available in life. Um, because again, he's now he's got you know, some substantial things built into his life. Um, And he might start having some more time on his hands. Now, let me just say this before we go to the next stage. Um, How a prince uh, relates to marriage, kind of they fall into two different camps. So there's the guy that wants, we talked a little bit about this earlier, the guy that wants to build his kingdom and then move the queen in. Okay, so he may get married later in life. Doesn't mean he's not going to date. Doesn't mean he's not going to have a relationship, but he's not ready to settle down in in a marriage commitment yet because he knows what he's capable of providing. And he Mm -hmm. might not be be able to give her the time and attention that she deserves because he's still very busy building. And then there's the prince that wants to look for a wife early on to partner with them mm-hmm. that will ha- a woman who will have his back and support him while he builds. He wants to build along with her. And this is kind of funny, but for a woman to have a, a, ba- a man's back, 
it means something different to a woman than it does a man. Hmm. Okay. Um, for a woman, having his back means as long as you do everything I say, <laughs> as long as you're doing everything right, right according right. to my standard, yeah. I'll have your back. Yeah. But for a man, having his back means that you will support me and have my back even when I'm wrong. Yeah. Even when I don't do it right. Even when I make mistakes, that's loyalty right yeah, there. Yeah. Is supporting me, not punishing regardless. them for the mistakes that they make. Exactly. Some, exactly. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day, um, and what we were talking about is how men are single focused, and especially at this age, they're so focused on building their career and building their kingdom right. that. For a woman who can be a multitasker, she can see more of the field. So having his back, if you look at the couple back to back, he's single focus going forward. And the woman is back to back with him looking around the rest of the field, taking care of the things that he is not focused on at that time and being able to, um, you know, take care of the home, take care of the kids, but also prayerfully, you know, Protect in a different way. Protect yes. protect his blind sides, really. Exactly. And be able to pray and and support him in that way as well. Absolutely. And still walking in in a, in cadence with him. Mm-hmm. But exactly looking at the things that he and can't not focus ex- on. Yeah, That's not really exploit good. the blind sides and not yeah. exploit what's coming behind him. Because I think right. so many times too, we as women can very much be really good at pointing out what's what he can't see or what right. is wrong or what, what is, is in his blind side or, mm-hmm. or be super critical of those things when really we just need to cover them and yeah. not exploit them. Yeah. And that's part of a woman's femininity is seeing what isn't working. Mm-hmm. See, men don't yeah. al- always see what's not working. Right. They tend to focus on what is working, but we have a tendency to see what isn't working so we can fix it up and make it better and make it prettier <laughs> and make it more organized. So right. a lot of times it might seem like we're being the pessimists or the negative ones, but we're just seeing what needs to be yeah. done. The stuff, again, that he doesn't mm-hmm. see because because his focus is forward right. on what he's building, right. not on all the other stuff. And a lot of times we do need their input on certain things. You know, if we need something for the home or we need, you know, to make a decision on whatever, we do need that. But setting them up in a way where they can be the decision maker, right. but not have to burden them with all the details exactly. unless exactly. they ask for all the details. Okay, so the next stage after late prints. Now, this isn't really a stage because not every man goes through this, but we call it the tunnel. And some men have to go through the tunnel before they become the king. And this is when a man is just really questioning. He gets to a point in his life, you know, he might be in his late 40s, maybe early 50s, where he starts um, questioning, have I done everything I set out to do? Mm -hmm. Have I realized my goals and my dreams, am I okay with what I've built? Am I okay right. with what I've accomplished? Um, and again, uh, when a man, if if a man goes through the stage, it'll usually usually be between ten and thirteen years after he became a prince, after he decided what it was that where he wanted to establish himself. Mm-hmm. Um, this it could last anywhere from three months, six months, even three years. This mm-hmm. particular particular tunnel phase. This is, again, the time when a man is undergoing this this profound transformation. Am I enough? He's going from becoming to being. Am I okay with what I've done in my life? And that's a big question, you know, especially 
especially for a man maybe that hasn't gotten to his goal, hasn't realized his dream, maybe had some setbacks at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my husband went through this tunnel phase when, um, you know, we had he had built his kingdom. He knew where he was headed. He knew what he wanted. Everything was going great. And then remember 2008 when the economy went upside yeah. down and we lost our kingdom. Yeah. He lost everything. And many women will say, well, what happens? What happens if your kingdom comes crashing down? Mm-hmm. Which uh, for a lot of men, it did during those years. And if you remember, a lot of men took their lives. Yeah, yeah. We had one one school that we, mm-hmm. we lived nearby. And I think three different fathers wow. committed suicide yeah. in that school during those out, those times, those right. years, because they lost everything and they just couldn't bear. Their identity the is shame, so wrapped up their, in it. Mm-hmm. Who am I without my kingdom? Yeah. Exactly. And my husband definitely went through a depression at the time, really struggled. We lost three homes. We lost our cars. We lost most of our bank account. And we had to start over. But what I've seen with men and 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 experience for myself is that men will start to rebuild. Yeah. They will rebuild, but they will rebuild differently. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I remember my son was an early prince at that time, and he was helping my his father, my husband, rebuild. And they they were building together, but differently. My son had a lot of energy, a lot of energy because he's young. <laughs> and he's like, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Dad, let's do it. And it wore my husband out. Yeah. Because <laughs> my husband's older now. Still has a lot of energy. He doesn't have the energy that he had, you know, yeah. in his earlier years. So he has rebuilt in the last 15 years, but he did it a little bit slower, yep. a little bit differently. So so that's just something to just be aware of. If they go through that tunnel phase, here's the mistakes that men, women make with men in that phase. Mm-hmm. They take it personal. Yeah. Because the men seem a little withdrawn. They start trying to get them to answer questions that they're the men aren't asking or make decisions that they can't make. Um, when men are in the stage, they may go, they may go out and buy a sports car. They may dye their chest hairs black. They may color their hair. Maybe they get a toupee. <laughs> so would you call this the midlife crisis? Some women would call it a midlife crisis for sure. Mm-hmm. And it really is a midlife crisis for the women because yeah. they're like, what's happening to my right. husband? Oh my right. gosh. Um, there are some men that they do divorce at, mm. at this stage of their life because they want to feel young again and and they're looking for something that they once had. They're that trying to grasp again. something. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, but when and if they come to the end of the tunnel, okay, so for the woman, let me just say this first. The worst thing you can do is try to coach him or counsel him mm. or teach him through this phase. Wow. This is the point where you need to not take it personal. Don't get in fear. Realize that the best thing you can do is just be his friend. Be his friend. Keep your mouth shut unless he asks you, wow. what do you think? Yep. What what should I do? Just let him figure it out. And you're going to have to be very patient and you're going to have to be very sec- secure at this point. You may not feel secure with him, but you can feel secure in God. Okay. Remember, men are not your God. Yeah. You have a savior. He is not it. <laughs> okay. Remember when I talked about keeping them on the right place, in the right places in your heart? Yeah. Jesus is on <clears> the throne. The hus the fa- the husband is just beneath him, okay. Yeah. But Jesus is on the throne, and I think when we get that straight in our minds, it helps us to remember. You know, I'm not all alone here, because he's having his moment. I'm going to be okay because right. my God is my protector ultimately. Right, but that's scary. 
Yeah, it, it could be, be scary. very scary. Yeah. It could. It was scary for me watching Especially my to husband. Lose. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because he was not present. He, yeah, I couldn't get him off the couch. Mm. He just wanted to be left alone. He didn't yeah. want to hang out with anybody. Um, I had a lot of time by myself at that time, and I just was like, "What? What is happening to him?" And I right. didn't understand it. And it was a scary time. And I really and did. You had ever to feel depend. like you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yes. Like, and what do you do as a woman? Because I would say you probably could see more of the field and you probably did have a lot of like, we could do this, we could do this, a lot of ways to solve the yeah. problem. Well, I, I remember, <laughs> how do you I, I, not jump in like I that. wasn't sure how to solve the problem, but I remember thinking I was deep in Bible study at that, yeah. during those years. And I remember I was not in fear. My husband mm. was in major fear yeah. and he was constantly saying things. And I would, I would read scripture back to him. Yeah. And, and because I was in this, I was teaching on Bible study. I just kept saying, we're going to be okay. And I really had the faith. I, even though there was like a trial and a storm in our life, yeah. there was a peace within. Yeah. I just felt like no matter what, and I would say this to him all the time, we have each other. Yeah. We have our health. That's good. Our kids are healthy. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. I don't care what we lose. I can live in a one-bedroom apartment with wow. three kids if I have to. We'd, yeah. de- we'd done that before. This yeah. wasn't our first right. radio. Right. And we're going to be okay. Like, I, right. as long as we have each other yeah. and our kids are okay, we'll get through That's this really together. That's really good. That's really wise. I mean, we're not at the tunnel stage yet, but we've lost some things. We've yeah. lost friendships. We've lost jobs. We've transitioned. We've moved. We've right. started over several yes. times in the 12 years that we've been married. And I can't say that every time I have had that disposition. You yeah. know, sometimes I am like, what are we going to do? Right. Where are we going to, you know, live? Right. What? Oh, how? Where's the money going to come from that, we're, right. that we need to feed our children? And so I think going into knowing that that stage or that tunnel could happen, yeah. you know, yeah. for, mo- for some men. Right, right. Um, and being a little bit older as a woman going through that stage, just being better equipped, equipped, looking, looking at that future and knowing better, because I do agree. Like when we go through loss, there's been times where we've technically been homeless, you know, where we've lived in an apartment that Steve has had in, you know, in a different city when we were trying to figure things out. And it's just a shelter for a little while until we figured out our next move. Again, going through those trials of realizing God is on the throne. Right. He's truly the protect, protector and provider, right. even though that's my husband's DNA to protect yes. and provide. God truly is the, the head of this right. household. And how, how, what a gift, such a slow season, a quiet season. Yeah. You know, even going through COVID, we all went through COVID. We all had to slow down and yes. stop. And a lot of us got stuck in the, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Right. But again, coming out of it, it was nice to have that slow season. It was nice to be able to reset, hear from God, establish again. He's right. in control. We're right. not in control. Exactly. You know, but exactly. Ha- I think as women, especially women of my age who don't have husbands there yet, but gleaning from you, like you're going to have to be filled up. You're going to yeah. have to be- have this in you to be able to just be that supportive wife. Right, right. And, you know, I remember saying, I don't trust him. Yeah. I don't trust my husband, but I trust the God in him. Yeah. And I knew he was seeking God. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a God-fearing man. I knew he prayed a lot. You know, he teaches the word. And I remember thinking, okay, it's in there. okay, I don't think he's going right, down the right road, yeah. but I don't want to be in conflict with him and trying to control him and and tell him what to do. And I would say to him, you know what, right now, I don't really trust you're making the right choice, but I trust God in you. And I know yeah. 
you will you will fix this. You will make it work. And what that I did you saying that at that is time. it put into him that he needs to fix it. She is trusting me mm. to work this out, you yeah. know? And so what it did, and then he would come to me and say, okay, so what do you think? Yeah. Because when he realized it's all on him, <laughs> I mean, I would do what I could to support. He would then bring me alongside of him and check with me. And then we could work together on things. But mm. because, you know, when I think when a man is down and out like that, the last thing he needs from his wife is her hammering him. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. what are we going to do? And her getting in this? fear. And I remember I wouldn't even talk to him about things that I was in fear about because I didn't want him to get scared that I was scared. And and so we, there were, there was a time, and I'm not saying this is good, but that we didn't talk about a lot of things because he didn't want to talk about how he was feeling in fear, afraid that it would get me scared, you know? So we kind of, we would talk to our friends, we'd talk Mm -hmm. to other people, and then we would come back together. But you just, you've got to manage it the best you can. And again, you don't have to worry, is my husband going to go through the tunnel? Lots and lots of men don't. Yeah. Okay, it just depends. But I have found that things that can thrust what I've seen, mm-hmm. things that can thrust men into the tunnel are crises. Mm-hmm. Um, a parent dying, mm-hmm. uh, your kid getting married, lose, losing your finances, losing yeah. your your kingdom, um, an, a, an illness. Like some, some of those things... Big crisis things, yeah, yeah, can kind of throw a man Mm -hmm. into that tunnel. Wow. After he goes through the tunnel, when he comes out on the other side, now he comes out of the tunnel. This is when he becomes the king, when he has decided, okay, I'm okay with who I am apart from what anybody else thinks. I feel proud of my accomplishments. I didn't accomplish everything. And that's okay too. You know, some men accomplish all their goals by their late 30s. So anywhere. So sometimes you finish really early. And then other times men aren't reaching their goals until they're in their 60s. So there comes a point in a man's life when going from prince to king, that he's just not willing to go without he without what he needs any longer. So things that he kind of pressed down or suppressed or repressed in the years before... Now it gets to the point where he wants what he wants, Mm -hmm. okay? And he's done sacrificing and not having what he wants. And this can be an interesting phase (laughs) for the women too. When he reaches this stage, um, two of his greatest needs are respect and admiration. Where, you know, in his late teens, early 20s, his biggest need was sex. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you were married to a knight, you know that sex is a very big deal and an early prince. But now when he starts getting into the king stage, it's not the sex anymore that is the the big deal. He wants to feel admired by the one that he's with and and his friends and his kids and, and the people he works with. So he now has a very big capacity for to provide and forgiving because again, he's got a little extra time on his hands now. He's you know, he's done what he's wanted to do. Now he has more time, more money, more time to spend with the kids, the teenagers, the adult children, mm-hmm. um, more time to give and to pri- pr- provide for his wife. He doesn't have to prove himself any longer. Okay. So he's proven now. He is the king. He's baked. He's done. You're not going to change him. <laughs> I remember when my husband was in his king stage, and he probably still is actually, And but right around 52 years old. And I remember saying to him one, one year, it was Christmas time. And we were invited to go to my brother's house for Christmas. And he just looks at me and he goes, do I have to go? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, 
I can't believe he's even asking. He is a full-grown man. But past years, I was like, oh, yes, you have to go. (laughs) That's your duty as the dad and the son-in-law and the uncle and all this (laughs) stuff. And look at the example you're setting for your kids, right? And I remember saying, no. Yeah. No. I, I go, you're a grown man. You're 52 years old. You don't have to go if you don't want to. I don't even want to go. And it's my family. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's fine. And I remember my son-in-law saying, well, if dad's not going, that means I don't have to go. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, you no. have some years you go talk to, to your wife. <laughs> you're, you're not done yet. You're not the king. But uh, And we tease. And he stayed home play- and watched football. And my son-in-law stayed home and watched football with him. And they were just as happy mm-hmm. as could be. But I remember thinking, you know what? I'm not his mother. I can't yeah. make him. I can't force him to go spend time with my family if he doesn't want to. It's not that he didn't like them. He'd just rather stay home and watch football. Mm. So I remember thinking, you know, I'm not making him do what he doesn't want to do. And you know when a man because comes becomes a king, because if you ask him to do something, it's either yes or no. And if he says no, there's nothing you can do to change his mind. Right. Because he's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do. Mm. And because he doesn't have to prove himself anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have to win somebody's approval right, or affection. Right, right. So he's not going to participate in things or people that he's not interested in any longer. <laughs> and he'll just say, nah, nah, not interested. And I so, so see that in my husband. Okay, so here's some of the mistakes that ma- women make at the king phase. Not receiving what the king wants to provide, his time, his gifts, his leadership. Um, you know, for women, a lot of times we become takers rather than receivers, receiving generously, um, withholding respect and appreciation and admiration. And here's the pitfall. The queen refuses to provide the admiration that the king needs So, because she's unimpressed with his kingliness. Because wow. after all, she's walked through all those yeah, years with him. Yeah, she's seen all of it. She mm-hmm. doesn't switch gears with him. Yeah. So, and this sets him up for temptation, by the way, because there's somebody that will be impressed wow. with his kingliness. And then, you know, women wonder why, you know, a man will leave a 20, 25-year marriage for some girl that's 10 or 15 years younger than him. Yeah. Well, uh, a girl that age is naturally impressed with the king. She sees the accomplishments. Yes. And she's been dating early princes and knights that won't commit and haven't made anything of themselves yet. So women 10 or 15 younger than the king, you know, the 50-year-old king, um, they are naturally impressed with kings because the kings have everything that they want. Right. They've been dating knights and early princes who just want to have fun, don't want to commit. And here's this king who's well-established. Look how well he treats his wife. Look at the car, the home he's built. Look at the business he's built. Wow, I want Mm -hmm. one of those for myself, right? If his wife gives him the admiration that he needs, he will respond by saying, you know, honey, I couldn't have done it without you. We did this together. And there you have it, the king and the queen sealed. Okay. And then they go from king to elder and elder is anywhere, you know, well into their 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s and 90s these Mm -hmm. days, right? These are the wise men in the families and the communities. They're clear, they're insightful, they feel completely responsible for who they are, and they're grateful for everybody that helped them to get to that place. Um, they're proven, so they're very humble. They're quiet. Um, they're not going to give advice or try to teach you unless you ask for it. And that's the other thing about the kings. Wow. Kings love to teach. When I do the mm-hmm. panels with the men, I try to have all the different age groups. And the older men always want to teach the women. They mm-hmm. always are a little bit more long-winded and have a lot of things to say to women, mm-hmm. which I think is so cute. 
Um, so some of the common mistakes we make with elders is we forget about them. We yep. don't recognize them. The, at the family gatherings, they're sitting mm. over in the corner yeah. because it's loud and they, they're more quiet. But if we take the time and sit at the elders' feet, we can learn so much from them because they have such wisdom. And I, I, my daughter knows, you know, what I teach and my youngest daughter and my dad, who's 97, he always says, Taylor's my favorite because hmm. she pays attention to him. Yeah. She asks Ask him questions, questions. Yep. and he has a hard time of hearing, but yep. she'll get him alone. And she comes back and she'll say, you know, what, you know what grandpa just told me, yep. you know what I learned. And you know, he went through world war two for goodness yep. sakes. I mean, he's 97. He's got a lot of information and he loves to talk, yep. but he's not going to talk unless somebody's asking him right. what they think. So it's kind of cute. So just do, to do a quick recap, the way you can remember the page stage is these are the risk takers, which gives moms heart attacks, okay? <laughs> the knights full of adventure, which makes them kind of sexy. The princes, they're uh, building, all right? That's what characterizes. They're building them. They're a little insecure because they just don't have the confidence yet of where they're going. And then the kings, they're all about providing, which gives them weight and stature. And then tunnelmen, this is... They're asking questions. They're wondering. They're doubting, um, which makes them kind of cute unless you're trying to get them to make a decision they don't want to make, and then they become infuriating to us. And then there are the elders, which, again, these are the men that are full of wisdom, and they actually have something to share with the, us if we take the time to listen. That's good. So that's it. So much. So <laughs> much. So much. Good. And how to... <laughs> respond as a woman in each of those stages yeah so thank you for all yeah. of that don't forget this was episode two of a two-part series so if you missed episode one make sure you go back and watch that um it's okay if you watched them out of order at this point yeah. but if you did enjoy today's episode please like us down below it also helps us if you leave a comment and any questions hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when new episodes are coming out we'll try to bring those to you as often as possible and make sure you check out Daniil on instagram and facebook at Daniil hage d-a-n-i-e-l-e-h-a-g-e